Thanks a million for tuning in to Shoot the Breeze with Alexandre Marie. I'm your host, Alexandre Marie. Please be sure to follow me on Instagram at Alexandre Marie underscore talks. That's Alexandre, A L E X A N D R E Marie, M A R I E underscore talks, T A L K S, on Instagram as well as on Facebook. Shoot the Breeze with Alexandre Marie is a podcast for the people by the people. I want you guys to feel as if we're on the phone. As if we're just two friends, chilling, relaxing, getting to know one another. And when I have a guest on, just imagine it's another friend with us. It's not going to be crazy formal, though I will have certain distinguished guests, such as doctors, councilmen, councilwomen, But before they get on, I'm going to let them know it's okay to let your guard down. Please be sure to follow, subscribe, listen, download on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Music, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Dizzer, and more. Truth the Breeze with Alexandria Marie is on 18 major music and podcast platforms. For a list, you can go to anchor.fm forward slash Alexandre hyphen Marie, or you can go on my Instagram, Alexandre Marie underscore talks, click highlights and actually see all 18 music and podcast platforms. Again, thanks a million for tuning in. I hope you like the show. Hey everyone, this is Shoot the Breeze with Alexandre Marie, and I'm your host, Alexandre Marie. I'm super excited about our episode today. I will be joined by Vanessa Wari. I hope I'm saying her last name correctly. I actually found Vanessa on Instagram when I was looking for people to interview. I came across her profile and I instantly said to myself, I got to have her. I got to have her on my show. Now, Vanessa is, uh, I want to say transsexual, but I'm going to stick with she's either transsexual or transgender. We will get the proper term for her once she comes on. Now, we're going to be using the Anchor collaboration app, so it's going to be via phone. Again, like I said in the last episode, I will be doing interviews via phone, via their homes, via their studios, via their business. Let's get Vanessa on the phone with us, you guys. So right now, I'm going to call her up and give her the link because that's how it works. We both have to have the app on our phone and one person shares the link with the other person. But once that link is clicked, the recording starts. 
So get ready, you guys. This is Shoot the Breeze with Alexandria Marie, and I am excited to have Vanessa Worry with us. Stay tuned. Hello. Hi. Hey, there you are. (laughs) Good, good, good. So, how do you say your last name? Vanessa. Oh, I said it right. Okay, good. Okay, come through. Yes. (laughs) I said it correct. (laughs) Welcome welcome to Shoot the Breeze with Alexandra Marie. I want to thank you again for coming on and speaking with me today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Of course, of course. So tell us a little bit about yourself. I know that you go to UCLA and you have like this scholarship thing going on, but not many of the listeners know. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I'm Vanessa Wari. I am 29 and I'm from California. I born and raised in San Francisco and grew up all over the Bay Area. Now I live in Los Angeles, um, going to UCLA where I am pursuing my um, bachelor's in anthropology and sociology and sort of with interest leaning into social welfare. And that's sort of where I'm looking at for graduate school. Um, I am a recipient of the Point Foundation Scholarship. And so that's like the biggest uh, national LGBTQ scholarship out there that supports LGBTQ students and their educational achievement. Um, and yeah, I'm, I use my platform as a student um, and as someone with interest in resource uh, research to um, really look at uh, community empowerment initiatives and, and how research can serve as a support for the creation and development of more of these critical resources. Girl, yes, let <laughs> us know. Yes, I'm loving all that. Now I saw there was a Nigerian flag on your Instagram. Are you Nigerian or of a Nigerian background? Yeah, so um, my, my dad is from Nigeria. I grew up with a Nigerian father in the household. Um, Niger all the way. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. That's what I'm talking about, girlfriend. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so I know you got the moves. You can dance, dance, dance. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. I'm... So do you have, like, that accent? I, like... That's the accent. <laughs> can, you, can you switch it back and forth? I just find I... it so cute. Yes. I <laughs> accent it depends like when I'm when I like especially like if I'm on campus and I run into like other Nigerians it slips out like or if we're sitting side by side and we're like eh my sister eh how are you um it like slips out sometimes but uh I don't typically I don't typically break that out on people Oh, okay. Why? Why, girl? You, I mean, hello, hello. Yes, I'm black and I'm proud and I'm from Nigeria. Right. Let's get it. More. You inspired me. <laughs> Watch me start cutting up after this. <laughs> All right, let's get into some of our questions. So, 
What are some of the misconceptions about transgender women and men? I mean, I think the biggest misconception is that they are uh, in any way of a similar experience. Um, and that would probably be my most straightforward answer. There are, there are just like such differences in terms of like experience and culture, even history. Um, I think that that separates these two populations from each other. So can you pinpoint, you know, one particular misconception? Like, can you think of one? I know you have. One. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I think for me, um, what this what what this brings up for me is like this, uh, this question that arises around like the sexualizing of trans women. Um, you know, mm. and so like this, this assumption that like trans women exist as sort of uh, as these objects of like sexual gratification, that's probably the most um, saline experience mm -hmm. to me. And I think, you know, what is clear for me and, you know, for, for I think a lot of other trans folks is that, you know, that is absolutely not the case. We don't transition sort of for like this gratification of others we do this because like this is this is who we are and this is who like we feel comfortable existing in this world as and and you know for me it it really boils down to that so tell us you know I know everyone's experience is different so why don't you tell us when you started you know showing signs or knowing that you were just in the wrong mm -hmm. body you know, I I think for me, um, I I tend to like analyze this more as I'm older and looking back. It's it's not necessarily anything that it was so much as like what it wasn't, and what I mean by that is like, you know, how I felt and how I understood myself. Now that I'm older, looking back makes sense because I displayed it in relation to, in relation to like what was being. Uh, expected of me or socialized or, or like me being socialized to, um, you know, I was just always somewhat in like rebellion of that. And it didn't quite make sense to me given that, you know, in my particular household, I was, uh, you know, restricted from what I was allowed to like view or learn or, you know, sites of access for like information where I could like learn about what I'm experiencing. So with that in mind, I think that like, for me, my sense of identity expressed itself in, in opposition to what was expected of, you know, a boy. Mm -hmm. So tell us, how was it growing up with, a, you know, Nigerian um, father, because I know being of a, a Caribbean background myself, mm -hmm. I know how. Okay, tough. yeah. <laughs> Once you said Caribbean, I, 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 I feel like we're like sisters on some level now. Um, yeah, I know how tough they are and how things are expected mm -hmm, to be. So, um, yes. <laughs> Yeah, there was there was definitely that. I think I think it was super tough. Um, you know, I I love the fact that I got to have that that experience of like oh like having a parent who was different. Now I think I appreciate that I'm much older than I 
probably did when I was younger. It was, it was super tough. I, you know, I did like eventually like leave the home, but that was for larger reasons than like having a Nigerian parent. Um, but yeah, just being home, it was really hard to like express anything outside of what was expected of you. You already know, like, you don't you don't like talk mm-hmm. back to a Nigerian parent in any kind of way. <laughs> you don't talk back to an African parent. That is the quickest way for you know trouble. So you just learn <laughs> to avoid all of that. <laughs> I know that's right because they have no, no aura <laughs> when it comes to picking up yep. a shoe, picking up their little statues, yep. whatever's near Close them. This. It'd be so quick too. You don't even got time to register that you and <laughs> Gasla. You done turn your head and your face is already mm. swelled up like yo, what did you, you just do? see stars? You don't know what to think. <laughs> oh my gosh. So you mentioned um you left home for other reasons than um being brought up in a Nigerian household. Now, was one of those reasons because you wanted to trans um, into a female or that wasn't the case? Um, No, I think I wanted to leave home uh, even before I, you know, got into exploring my identity a little more freely. Um, You know, I, on top of you know, living in an African household, I was also like raised up uh, in a Jehovah's Witness household. So I had like, oh, <laughs> <wow>. <laughs> yeah, there was there was that. See, see, I don't even have to do too much explaining because your reaction says everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry for anyone that is a Jehovah Witness that's listening to this. I, you know, I have nothing against y'all. Definitely poses additional challenges, especially considering me, you know, currently as a Black trans woman living in a household Mm -hmm. that was both Jehovah's Witness and Nigerian, you could imagine, was particularly interesting and challenging. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, So yeah, for those reasons, that's why I decided to to leave. I've always sort of had this wildfire spirit about me that's sort of been like oh this doesn't really make sense to me in fact that particular like statement was what always got me in trouble at home was just just sort of like not blind acceptance questioning everything you know um Mm -hmm. it's always us speakers that get mm, the slap all i did was ask why (laughs) um Uh, yeah, I, I think I, I left the home, I think, and, and it, funny enough, like, quickly, I think, fell into place after that. So I, I left home, you know, around 14, and I think that I began my transition uh, around, like, 15 or 15 and a half or so. Oh, my gosh, 14. And that's what I want our listeners to understand, that it's young people out there on their own, guys. You know, it, they're like 14, 12, 13. And I don't know if you want to open up and say, like, what you had to go through uh, being on your own at that age. It's completely up to you if you want to discuss. 
Um, you know, it was, it was, they were wild times. They were very informative years, let's just say. They were difficult, but, um, you okay. know, they, they were very like informative and, and crucial to me. I think, I think the point that I would raise, like, especially to people listening, you know, when we think about the argument, um, you know, for whether trans youth have, you know, any sort of like autonomy over themselves to identify anymore. You know, we hear in like the media, like parents are suing each other over children's interest to, you know, transition, um, you know, and to think of year after year, all of the census data that we collect around homeless youth and how 46% of them, or if not, you know, that are reported are like between the ages of 13 and 17. Um, so folk, and you know, and, and if you look at the proportion uh, of that, that are identifying as trans um, or, you know, any kind of gender variance or non-binary identities, those numbers are bound to be higher. But, you know, what stands out for me and certainly I think echoes with my experience is like, you know, we're willing to leave our houses over this. Like all we needed is, you know, a supportive environment, but we were willing to sort of seek that out with or without, uh, you know, approval. At any point in time, did you consider yourself to be gay? And I know many people are gonna wanna know. You know, to break down the word like trans, I think I, I think it's like trans or transition, like transitioning is a process, you know? It's, a, mm-hmm. it's an entire spectrum of, you know, feelings of like sense of, of self. It, it doesn't necessarily always for everyone mean you know out of one box and into another like it exists on a spectrum um and so to answer your question because you know you asked if I at any point identified as gay I would say yes to answer the question but that experience at that time did not really agree with me and I think that's why I continue to explore who I was until Mm. I then found something that fit better with me. And then I went along with that. So that's what I mean by like, it's a transitionary process. Somebody, you know, may move across it. And and that's also like, um, you know, when you say, did I identify as gay? You know, I identified as gay in the sense that, well, I thought that I, you know, was like a cisgender male in this world and just right. feminine, but you know, that doesn't fit with me. I, you know, I don't necessarily feel affirmed within this particular like sub community, sub population of folks. I'm going to keep looking for what fits with how I'm feeling. Right. And exactly. You, you want to find an identity that resonates with you. And I think that's something that many parents need to allow their children the opportunity to explore, you know, find what resonates with you and not just sexuality, but religion as well. You know, you should not want to impose your particular religion on your child. I feel as though children should have the freedom to decide their religion and their sexual identity and come into that but that's I mean considering I didn't ask to be here I agree (laughs) 
considering you know it was like just it was rent was due like a couple weeks ago I didn't appreciate that being a fact of my life I didn't I didn't ask for that the least you could do is let me like live Exactly. I got just like you. Them bills pile up every twenty-eight days, like clockwork. I just, mm-hmm. just let me live. Exactly. <laughs> I be who I wanna be. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> Dang. Just cause you upset with your mama and daddy for bringing you into this world, you Child. ain't got it. <laughs> Because you still got to pay your rent just like I do. Stop worrying about it. It looks like you got other things to worry about anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So tell me, um, what are your, some of your personal fears um, being a trans Black woman? Uh, So I think you know, my experience may just be a little different in that, you know, a lot of my fears um, don't really trend with a lot of the experiences or not trend, but like they don't really follow with the rest of the experiences of what Black trans women face across the nation. Uh, You know, like just to say Mm -hmm. again, like I live in California, things in California look a lot differently than things in the rest of the country. So you know, my experience is not going to be the same experience remotely to a Black transgender woman in Philadelphia or a Black transgender woman, mm-hmm. you know, in the rest, actually in anywhere that's not California, I would dare to say. Um, so for me, as a college student, I think my fears show up in, in you know, will all will all of this work have been for nothing like will it still come down to the fact that I'm a black transgender woman when I'm either as a researcher trying to you know be taken seriously or as a professional trying to use my degrees um you know will I still face the same amount of discrimination despite you know, having graduated from UCLA, having, you know, the my resume, my work experience, my whatever, what have you, um, will it come down to the fact that I am a Black transgender woman and society is still dealing with whatever they're dealing with around trans people um, by the time I even get to a point where I'm leaving school? So right. that's my that's my right. experience, and my experience is completely different. Um, but I think that also goes to show that, like, you know, nobody had even probably stopped to consider that whether, like, or you know, whether exactly. trans, whether like trans folks, you know, like not not just like me as a black trans woman, but you know, the breadth to which trans folks like live and exist. It's not this like you know, narrow definition that's being, like, circulated in popular discourse. Are people really thinking that? Are people thinking, hello, there's people out there spending hundreds and thousands of dollars going to school to better their lives, and they still have that fear? Well, are you going to take me seriously because of what I identify myself as? I don't think Mm -hmm. they are. Mm -hmm. Because if, if if they were laws would change and laws 
really haven't. Changed. Yeah, and I think I I think that's a great that's a great point you you make. I think that like uh, if people would consider again just how many of us are going through the exact same thing and worrying about the exact same thing, we we might be able to work together to push for you know, a change in laws to push for things to be different from the way that they are. And I think that that is, you know, another disadvantage of us boxing ourselves differently and according to difference um, instead of by similarity. Mm -hmm. So how would you talk about gender identity to let's say, a teen or a preteen, how would you go about that? Um, well, I think that I would approach it again as something that's completely separate from, you know, sex. Um, you know, I would I would discuss to a teen or a preteen. I would probably discuss gender as you know an individual's sense of being. Um, you know, a man or a woman. Um, I would also have a com- conversation, uh, I think, more with the teenager about, you know, how m- being a man or being a woman um, is like a set of ideas that society has about people who are born with penises and vaginas. Um, and your response to say, well, you would take away sex. I love that because people that aren't in the LGBTQ community feel as though all we think about is sex. That's not the case. Yeah, you can totally have a conversation about gender without sex. And, and you know, I, I, think, I think more so for the people who are still confused uh, and, and putting both gender and sex together uh, and seeing them as the exact same thing Um, and so to really like have that conversation that separates the two and explains both of them, you know, is, is really like the way to go, especially with teenagers and preteens. Exactly. So what's something that some people seem to misunderstand about you? And I don't, mean your sexuality this that if it has to do with your sexuality so be it but just you as a person something that people misunderstand about you um hmm, that's an interesting question <laughs> oh it's a question I ask everybody <laughs> misunderstand <laughs> about me that's an interesting question I mean as far as sexuality goes I think being a black trans woman people are often um taken aback by the fact that I have a, like a bisexual sexual, like identity. Um, and I think that that's something that, you know, yeah, we're still touching like trans women and, and, and a lot of folks may or may not understand differences between like sexuality and gender. And if they do understand like to be like a, a black trans woman in society, they don't understand how a black trans woman could be bisexual. Um, Hmm. interesting. I mean, I, I understand it because 
for, for me, I, I don't like to put myself in a box, you know? So, I mean, I don't have a hard time understanding that trans people can be bisexual. So what I'm going to say, people are going to be like, oh my God. I'm like, so please, um, let me see if I'm saying it correctly. Now, I want to say transgendered because for me, over here, a transgendered individual is someone that could be male or female and dressing like the other gender, but not having this, you know, the sex change. Is that correct? Um, um, mm -hmm. You know, so someone can be transgender, um, you know, and that person can identify anywhere between you know, identifying as a male or identifying as a female. Um, and, you know, the status of a person's surgery does not, you know, does not uh, really differentiate whether a person is trans or not. So, tr you know, someone can be transgender and identify as a woman and not have had the surgery or have had the surgery either way, you know someone mm, is mm -hmm. transgender like to be transgender means that you were that you you see yourself opposite or different than what you were born as something other than what you were born as and i think surgery doesn't necessarily you know for some it may and just because for some people who identify as trans who opt to have surgery it may be what being trans means to them you know, and for others, it may not. Like, mm -hmm. it is different. There is no one way, you know. Okay. I just wanted to get the term right. And if you could turn back time, what would you tell your 10-year-old self? Um, probably, you know, not to, not to worry. Everything will be okay. And that, you know, let, you know your life does get better. Okay. What is your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? Mm. You know, so for me, I think my biggest fa failure um, really probably is more, you know, the practice or a habit of, of, you know, putting a lot on my plate. I think that that is probably one of the more, um, unhealthier habits that I have developed over, you know, the lifetime of my story is always wanting to remain busy or always trying to be busy um, or thinking that productivity equals a good thing. Um, and so oftentimes I experience like a lot of burnout, which ultimately isn't like good for me and ultimately isn't why I believe that I'm working so hard. So I count that as a type of failure um and like not and, and like not checking in with my body not checking in with how i'm feeling when it comes to my workload um or my responsibilities hmm. okay i think a lot of us black individuals do put a lot on our plate and that's why many of us are suffering from mental illness because we feel as though we have mm -hmm. to do 
so much because we need to prove mm-hmm. ourselves to so many people. On top of the fact that I have to do all of this, like, you know, because rent is due or I got bills, I got <laughs> bills to pay. But on top of that, yeah, like, you know, I've been made to feel like if I'm not, if I, if I'm not like extended to my limits, I'm not hustling. Right. That's hard on all of us. Mm. So what does Black culture and uh, Black community mean to you? Um, I mean, for me, like, I'm Black first. And and that's, you know, that 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 is what came to mind when I thought of like, oh, well, what is Black culture? And for me, it, you know, Black culture is the entire context in which I grew up in. Um, you know, I grew up in a black household, had black parents, black mom, like I was the influence of black music, black community, even after leaving home, being connected to black people and, and, and just sort of this, you know, notion that within a group of people you share like a common history, common um, desire to look out for one another or to, or to sort of make sure that everyone was checked in with, you know, like, you good? You good? Um, yeah. As a, a Black female, do you find it difficult for Black men to approach you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I... You know, couldn't couldn't really tell you why that is. I think that I think that as a as a, a black woman of trans experience, I you know have men of all types interested in me sexually, but they're not necessarily the people that I talk to. Um, but black men specifically, um, you know, I same. Yeah, one of the reasons is we're not fun and we look mean. I mean, and all that. Yeah, and I'm I'm really tired of the black women are intimidating, and I'm always like, I'm not intimidating. You are intimidated. There is a difference there. There is, and I and I say, if you find me at five two, one hundred and thirty five pounds, intimidating, then bruh, I don't need you beside me. I don't want you in my life. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm not gonna put up with your bullshit. But... <laughs> oh, um, no. So, what else would you like our listeners to know and understand about? transgender and uh just the transgender community as a whole i mean i think that it's important for viewers to know that you know trans people uh, are people um despite all the, the debate that's going on as to whether or not you know trans people's lives are valid and if they should be granted access to full participation in society um, that their lives are valid. And I think that they're, 
their worries and concerns and dreams and hopes and aspirations um, you would find are very similar um, and also like extend to things that you know people can't even imagine and shouldn't even in a similar way that like men should not have an opinion over women's bodies I think that you know, folks who are cisgender or who, you know, feel comfortable and confident in the skin that they're in and in the lives that they live shouldn't necessarily have an opinion on the validity of people who, uh, who have different lives. Um, yeah. So was there anything else that you would like to tell us are there any questions that I didn't cover that you feel as though is important for us to know? Mm -hmm. No. All right, guys. So that was Vanessa Ward. Let everybody know where they can um, check you out and where they can follow you and everything. Yeah, for sure. You can definitely follow me on Instagram, Vanessa D. Scholar, two E's, just like Megan B. Stallion. Uh, anyway. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, she letting y'all know she got the cake. You know what I'm saying? She letting y'all know I got the cake, 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 cake. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for having me on. It was a pleasure uh, to take a couple minutes to chat with you. You as well, honey. Thank you, and have a blessed yeah, one. You too. That was Vanessa Wari, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. And remember, what we think, we become. Stay blessed.